0: open up your mouth all over this room and say something amazing to our God
1: is maranatha remnant ministries my name is christian gossett i'm thankful that you guys could be here today um thank you everyone that's joining on on zoom on instagram uh you know we don't really see like these recordings right as in like who they reach right but like right now we're currently reaching 41 nations around the world for christ so there's 41 countries that will listen and and god's kingdom gets um further advanced so um And if you want to share it with people or you feel like you can minister to people, please do. Please do. That's why we have this as a tool, because we want people to be reached by the love of Jesus. We want people to know the power of God. We want people to know that he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he hasn't changed. So um, Before we jump into today's uh, segment, is there any praise reports, any testimonies that someone would like to share? Yes, you? Okay, cool. If you could just like yeah. hold that mic and talk, that'd be yes. great. Okay.
2: All right. Um, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Um, so I wanted to share my testimony. Um, I'm just really happy to be here. I've been through a lot, and just recently I received my deliverance. Was it almost like last week? Monday. Monday? Yeah. Yeah, my name is Manifid Bigrimana. Um so I became born again four months ago during that time i've I've always followed Christ because my my mom is a believer, so I was a believer too, and I had fallen into a relationship with um, a guy that practiced uh witchcraft, but in his eyes, he saw it as white, white magic, and during that time, he told me, I cannot be with you unless you start learning about what i'm what I'm doing, right. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, what he says in the Bible. you got to be picky on who you end up with as a partner because love can, like, either kill you or, you know, advance your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I, I ended up, he told me that in his, on his side, he believes that Jesus is not real, but I would find out slowly as I, you know, continued my relationship with him. And he just kept going through a lot, and, and then our relationship ended up ending and during that time, God showed me a video on, I, I, it, it got to a point where I stopped believing in Jesus, and I was like the universe, I started wearing crystals, I started doing meditation and chants, uh, I start meditating so the wor- words would get out of my mind, that way I could feel peace, but I wasn't aware that I was actually allowing spirits into my life. Wow. Um, so um, wh- when I was at work, I would hear like voices of like, I thought they were like guardian angels trying to be funny, but it was like demonic spirits just trying to play with me. That way they can create more fear in me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would run into witches at my workplace all the time. They're trying to recruit me. They're telling me, honey, you need to do this and this. And I would look at them in the eye, and I would feel like, does this person have a soul? I would have questions like that. So my relationship ended and I got into a cult, it's, got, it's called the Gaia Community. And if you Google it up, it's called the Gaia Community. And when that cult got started, it started as a yoga corporation. They seen that people were hungry for some spiritual experience. So then they brought gurus from different countries that teach meditation, manifestation. They had trainings that they do with celebrities, astronauts that are here in the United States. And then they were doing manifestation where you allow a demon to pos- possess your body. That way you can manifest your career, you know, book, cool. your, your dreams. They're like, you no longer have to meditate and like work on things. Now you can meditate with our spirits and they can help you get the dream that you want. Wow. But when I was doing this, I would do um, different meditation. I did a me- meditation called Isha Kriya on YouTube. And when I was doing this meditation, I just couldn't stick to it. And I would always ask God, I'm like, God, if you want me to do this meditation, why don't you allow me to do these 30 days to 90 days requirements to reach this type of higher enlightenment that they were promising? And God, oh, sorry. Oh, I mean,
1: this is new news to us. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. yeah. It's amazing testimony.
3: Yeah, so God just never allowed me to, you know, to reach this higher stuff they were teaching. It got into the teaching of aliens. They're like, oh, aliens are doing this. Uh, aliens were the ones in charge. They're they're like the the mastermind behind, you know, the whole spiritual stuff. They don't want us to have our spiritual gifts. So that's what it, they were preaching on there. And um, it got to a point where I, I did have encounters where I, I've slept with these demonic demons. And I didn't think the spiritual realm was... was a serious thing. I was like, oh, it's just a spiritual realm. When I was doing the meditation, it got to a point where I could kind of control what was happening in those dreams Mm -hmm. and just do whatever I wanted to do there, but that wasn't good. So then over time, these these demonic spirits were just doing whatever they wanted to do with me, my dreams, and then once I got the COVID shot, I feel like that's when life completely changed for me. I started having menstrual issues Um, and stuff like that so I was dealing with those for two years I would make money but my pocket was empty you know you know when you have like a demon influence in your life they say that it's like you make money but your pockets are empty Mm -hmm. so that's what I've been dealing with until this past Monday Um, so um, there was a time I'm just backtracking and saying a few other things but there was a time where uh, this is before my ex, before I started doing that stuff. I'm already aware of witchcraft because in Africa, we lived in a village where they don't really have TV. So all we do is we just spend time getting into spiritual stuff. So we knew there's witches down the street. There's this and that. Someone casted my dad. He, he did witchcraft as well. So that's why I, him and, and my mom's relationship didn't work out. Someone did witchcraft on me. So I, whenever I prayed to Jesus, I was always safe whenever I got away from him, I was always in danger. Um, so um, after my relationship with my ex ended, I was kind of like, wow, I thought this was my soulmate, right? Mm-hmm. But then I just believed that a soulmate is someone that's supposed to stay with you. So that means this is not my person. Mm-hmm. And, and then I suddenly just started feeling like I was gonna die. Like every day that went by, I felt like I was closer to my death. And it's not something that I could explain to my friends because they weren't spiritual. But I've, yeah. I've had those enough demonic encounters to just understand that something is happening with me and I'm getting sicker. The doctors told me, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you. Um, I'm getting more and more broke, more and more poor over time, more and more stress, more anxiety and fear then I was like, okay, so I've done everything I could with the spiritual stuff, okay, how about I go back to Jesus and let's like, see what he could do for me? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and I think the biggest realization was when I was doing research, Oprah is, uh, is a Christian, right? She says she's a Christian. But then I'm reading this book that, that talks about um, that God is, is uh, the universe. And then it says endorsed by oprah Mm -hmm. so and then once that popped up i was like let me throw away the books Mm -hmm. let me throw away the celebrities Mm -hmm. let me get into the word and i started following isaiah salvador Mm -hmm. and once i started praying and and asking god god show me the truth um show me what i'm not seeing um i used to post secular posts on instagram you know just to get views or partnerships or just I don't know, I thought that stuff was cute. Mm. And during that time, I was having a lot of confusion because I'm like, okay, Jesus is real. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm confused. Mm. So I'm like, so what's going on? Why can't I just believe he's just real and no confusion? Mm. Um, I'm reading and I'm crying. I'm asking for the truth. When I open my eyes, I open my Instagram and I look at my photos and it looks like a demon is fully manifested in those photos. I was like, oh, so this is not me. So... So who who have I been this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Then I asked God, um, why are women why do women dress modest? Uh show me and help me understand why they don't why they don't they don't dress, you know, secular because I was still still in that mix. I pull out my favorite crop top, I put it over me, and the Holy Spirit says that shirt belongs to a little girl. That's not for you. And That day I declared everything. I was ready to run home. My mommy's like, you gotta come home now or else the demons are gonna take you again. I'm having a lot of fear. And then um, slowly it's like things just didn't work like that. God didn't want me to leave. He kept me here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, um, And then as time goes by, I'm I'm at work. I don't know if you guys saw the Balenciaga scandal Mm -hmm. on on Instagram or online. Mm I'm reading the post, I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels so bad. Like I I love kids. It's not how we supposed to be. And I'm saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Then I fully manifest a demon a pedophilia, whatever. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Mm-hmm. So those demons heard my concern for those kids mm-hmm. because I watched their I I saw the photos of the kids in bondage. Mm-hmm. That spirit fully was fully manifested in me. And I work in a place where there's kids everywhere. I work in a hotel. I serve breakfast there. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at kids like and just yesterday, I was looking at guys, and I was like, oh, that's a son of God. I'm not going to, you know, look at him with lust. Mm-hmm. He's going somewhere. Then the next week, boom, this demon of whatever falls upon me. I'm praying to God, and he helped me fight that off. Mm-hmm. He, I, I prayed to him. Uh, I, I don't know the verse specifically. I haven't been studying well. But it, uh, it says, uh, if you have problems, cast them to me, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll, I'll take your problems mm-hmm. away. Uh, he took away my anxiety, fear, um, stress. He took all of that away. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with a uh, cervical neck neck damage that was completely wiping out my bank account, like 3K down, um, and I was. That's where I started feeling like I was gonna die. The neck stuff was every day. I felt like death was just following me everywhere because that's how severe the pain was. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I went to watch. Out in the name of Jesus in theaters, and then we st- we get up. We're like, you know, Jesus, we love you. We give your you lives. We forgive all these people. I list out everybody I forgive, and then the pastor on the the on the screen, on the screen yeah, says, yeah. any spirit of witchcraft, and the Holy Spirit told me take off your boots, but I didn't listen. Mm. <laughs> but um, they said um, he said any any spirit of witchcraft, we cast you all right now. I just start shaking, and you know, that's when I got delivered from. I don't know, maybe like 25 different things. Yeah. I had spiritual babies. Yeah. They were basically kind of like pumped out. Someone was was he- holding onto my stomach. Mm-hmm. They pumped those the demon babies out. Mm-hmm. I had I haven't had my period in four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I was thinking, what what is there to do now? And I just had my period like the day after the deliverance. I got my period. Oh
1: my <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and. So like you're, you're where you're from they did all witchcraft right what part of africa are you from
3: um so I was in I lived in a village okay and in the village they, there's a lot of like um, tribal uh ancestry stuff that they hold on to mm-hmm. I don't ask questions yeah. all I know is I've met a few students on campus at ASU campus that are fully demon possessed and they don't care it's their ancestry demons they don't care about it one person told me you know there's there's something that has that has to do with your family, mm-hmm. your brothers. They're destined to go insane. Wow. That's what that person told me. But because of fear, I don't ask. Hey, how do you have this ancestry information? You know, I just move on with my life. Um, my my uncle got HIV. He became crazy because a girl casted a spell over him. Wow. That's how he he became crazy. And my other uncle, he still beats his wife to this day. Wow. So, what what
1: country in Africa are you
3: from? I'm from, so I was born in Tanzania, but I lived in Burundi.
1: Burundi?
3: But yeah, it's just like the little villages, they still practice all sorts of different things because they're not, we're not connected to like the internet, TV, and stuff. So then we're practicing whatever we can to like have fun or like curse somebody. But it was, it was really, it was, it was just insane. Like, uh, my friend would talk to me about Jesus and I'd and and be like, shut up, don't talk to me about him. Wow. But but he, Jesus had like, when I, cause I was feeling like I was gonna die. Right. He had like people nonstop talking to me. Wow. This girl telling me, oh my, he cured my acne. I'm like, what is she talking about? But he he cured my cervical like nerve damage. Wow. And now I don't feel that pain. So oh, I'm thankful.
2: Amazing. And then you were spirit-filled.
3: Yeah, I was spirit-filled. I, I spoke in tongues for the first time. Um, this Monday. Yeah, this Monday.
0: This the oh, Monday. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I was healed. And earlier today, I was, you know, yesterday, I was like, I spoke in tongues. As Christians, we should speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though a lot of people are like, it's not a big deal. I think it's a big deal. Yeah. I was telling yeah. God yesterday... <laughs> Um, you gave me the gift, where is it, you know, I was kind of frustrated, Um, and then today I was just walking, no, I was walking around in my room, I was like, what should I do, I put on prayer music, I started walking around, it first started as just a basic conversation Mm -hmm. to myself, then it became a conversation to God, Mm -hmm. then I just said, God, like, fill me up with the Holy Spirit, I want to speak in tongues, Mm -hmm. fill me up, Mm -hmm. and then I got filled up, and I just started praying on my knees, and praying for um, other people as well. Wow.
1: and what was cool about that is that mom was there helping to cast out those demons out of you so glory to god she was there right you were you saw her you saw her we'll share that a little bit just real quick if you can make it quick Okay. yeah there you go perfect
2: yeah, so 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 yeah, so like uh, Manifique said, we were all at the, uh, what does it come out in Jesus' name movie yeah. by Isaiah Saldivar and all the other pastors, the deliverance, mm-hmm. and I had gone to the restroom, come back, and I was looking to see if people were going to manifest, and I told Manafique that I wanted to say, like, after, if anybody wants deliverance, I'm here to help, you know, but... It worked out where several people started to manifest, mm-hmm. and I, Manifique was sitting next to me, so I ran over to her, and you know, um, again, I've been studying it, and we've been we've yeah. done so we've been doing deliverances almost every week, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I knew, and this other guy knew and and man, Holy Spirit showed up. Mm-hmm. It was amazing yeah. It was so beautiful to see her delivered, and she said. You know we sealed her after and um, someone prophesied for her too and and she spoke in tongues for the first time and she said that she was healed and she was healed of several things and we just it was amazing I just want to encourage you guys like help people you know that's what we're here for that's what Christians do is help people help the hurting and and we're to cast out demons and pray for healings and all that, you know, it's about people, it's about others, it's not about ourselves and and just me, me, me. So just, I encourage you guys to help people. Oh
1: my God. That's amazing. Wow, I'm like I wish I was at that movie theater.
4: <laughs>
1: Man, I, I would have I would have been on I would have been on it, but and they're gonna do it again. And they yeah, they're gonna do another showing uh, April tenth. Eleventh, okay, yeah, so um, I think we should just go just to help, you know what I mean, so if you're equipped, you're you know no no, yeah, he's like, yeah, but these are like the younger type of deliverance ministers, you know women and and men, but um no, he's not there, he's not in the movie, he supports them, yeah. he supports them but he's not in the movie, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I don't know if I can top that testimony. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. Um, but to you know share is that uh, we did have our tent revival this past Saturday. Glory to God. That's amazing. Three people gave their lives to Jesus. We did two water baptism. Ernesto, when you come back, I want to do a water baptism on you, if you're, if you're willing. In the pool, I'll get it ready for you. I'll make sure it's clean. <laughs> There's no <laughs> sharks in there. <laughs> but our sea monsters but uh anyways um it was so amazing because god was just moving in the street mm-hmm. we were besides two graveyards mm-hmm. and there was life yeah. in the middle of it yeah. there was we we've seen people fall out in the spirit we, we uh, prophesied mm-hmm. over ernesto over roger mm-hmm. They're called to the fivefold ministry the lord was just telling me he says no one's going to ordain them you need to do it because they need to be shipped out now. And if you notice, God is really working in acceleration right now. Mm-hmm. He, he's almost at a place where he's trying to talk to these people, these men of God, these women of God, and these bigger mega churches, or even just a regular church, but they're not willing to change or listen or obey the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, God's like, I'll use a remnant. I will use even the smallest, yeah. right? Because ministry is not my identity. And my fivefold called... Uh, what I'm called to do is not my, my identity. My identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's my identity. I, when I look in the mirror, I need to see Jesus in that mirror. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be a reflection of that. So that's why I encourage you guys. Don't get caught up in the title. Don't get caught up in what ministry or when I should start ministry. You do it now. You are a witness now. You are the light and the salt of the earth. You do it now. You just don't have to wait. And when you get, in, when you get born again, you get enrolled into an army. Mm-hmm. You're a soldier. You're equipped. You're equipped. Put on the full armor of God, right, and go to battle, because uh there's no sideline Christians. We need to be in the front line, right? Front line. So, anyways, Ernesto, can you share what happened um, to you, please?
4: Yeah, definitely. So, do you want me to share in specific, like that day, or just uh, my testimony in general?
1: Um, whatever you feel like God's put on your heart, you do it.
4: Okay. Um, so let's start off with how I even ended up there that day because I am from California. So the re- the reason why I was there is because uh, my uncle is Louie, Louis, if you guys know him by Louis or Louis, I'm not sure. Uh, My aunt is also Jackie. So the reason I ended up there is because my uncle Louie and my aunt have been reaching out to me. For quite some time now, just trying to get me to get closer to God because they, they, uh, so three years ago, I lost my father, uh, to a heart attack. So mm-hmm. I know I just threw you guys a curveball there, but that's mm-hmm. where my journey for me started. Uh, so three years ago, my dad, uh, gave us, me and my brother, a phone call while we were uh out with our girlfriends. We were having dinner, it was around 7 p.m. I remember it was a Saturday, too. And so it was just me, my brother, and our girlfriends having dinner, and we get a random phone call one day. I mean, that night, I'm sorry. And it's my, my mom, and she says, hey, your dad, uh, he doesn't feel well. And my dad, he is uh, he's the, the, old, the old head type of guy guys who, like, he'll never want to go to the clinic. He'll never go to the doctor. I mean, the hospital. He'll rather just ride it out until the pain or whatever it is he's feeling goes away. And I I always admire him for that. I'm like, damn, man, I could never, like, hold the pain and just hope for it to go away, you know? So when that day he said that he needed uh, to go to the hospital, me and my brother knew it was serious, so we rushed home. And so once I got there, um, we rushed to the room, and he was sitting in the bed, and my mom was sitting right next to him with a ice patch on his head, hoping that whatever it is that he was feeling would go away with an ice patch, right? us uh, Latinos and our ice patches and bugs <laughs> and stuff right so uh my dad was like hey I need you to call the ambulance and I was like all right right away I started calling them. I was speaking to the ambulance they were asking me what was wrong with him and then I was just telling him he doesn't feel well his heart doesn't feel well he keeps grabbing his heart and so ten minutes go by, and the ambulance get there quick. And so they rush in, they take his vitals, and right away they look at me and my mom, and they say we need to take him. And so when they said that, my heart dropped. I was like, man, like they gotta take him. That means that something's wrong. And so they walk him out, they put him on a gurney, and then they put him in back of the ambulance. And so they ask us, one of you guys need to go with us. And so my mom, she doesn't speak uh, proper English or anything that well. So my, my mom's like, you go with them in case they have any questions. And keep in mind, at this point, my dad, like, he was just in pain, but, like, he was still conscious. He was still able to talk and everything. And so we get in, and um, 15 seconds later, like, as soon as we head out, 15 seconds later, my dad starts, like, convulsing or like having like a seizure right like his body's just seizing up and i'm in the front but i'm looking back and i'm seeing this all happen and as i see this happen i'm just like screaming like yo dad like in spanish i'm screaming like "Abba!" like what's wrong like you're gonna be okay like relax and so he's convulsing for like a good 10 seconds right and then as soon as he's done like his body just goes like dead weight like his body just collapses down and his body's like hanging off the gurney, like his leg is like just dangling. And then right away, I see that the paramedics get on top and start resuscitating him, giving him CPR. And so at this point, I'm just screaming, like crying and crying. And I'm, um, the, the guy driving is telling me to relax, that everything's gonna be okay. And I, I just couldn't help it, you know, like it's my dad that I'm seeing have a heart attack. At the moment, I didn't know it was a heart attack. I'm just hoping that it's a seizure and it's, it's gonna be fine. And so we get there, and uh, they take them down, and there's a paramedic still on top giving them CPR. And then uh, once they put them, uh, take them in through those double doors at the emergency section, uh, they drift them to a section where I no longer see them. And at this point, I'm just waiting around for my mom and my brother to get there because I had got there with the ambulance. And so my mom and my brother get there, and they're asking me what's wrong, and I tell them that he he had a seizure because at the time I thought it was a seizure, and my mom starts crying and getting more worried. And I'm just, I, I started crying too. My brother's crying. And so 15 minutes go by, maybe 20, and they come walking out and they tell us that he didn't make it. Man, that, that day was the saddest day of my life. Like, it changed my, my life forever, like in the worst way at that at that time. Uh, I remember just screaming out of the top of my lungs and I ran out of the 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 hospital. And, um... I remember my, my brother, my older brother got there and then he was like, what's going on? And he see me crying. So he automatically knew. And so, yeah, that happened. Right. And so let's, let's just fast forward a little, let's say about a month. Um, funeral already went by, uh, every, all of that stuff went by, right? Like the condolences part. And so Mm -hmm. we're at the part where it's finally just me, my mom, and my little brother at home. All the flowers stop coming. It's just us now at home, right? Like reality starts to kick in where it's like, man, like all the, all the, the warmth of everybody just lasts for that period of time for a month, the condolences and it goes away and it's just reality kicks in. Right. And so, um, at this point I have five best friends in my life that, uh, that I've been knowing since high school, a little bit before high school, since like eighth grade. And I'm 28 now, so I graduated 10 years ago. And so um, I would assume that as them being my best friends, they would uh, encourage me to, like, go out and do healthy things to cope, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm not blaming them because, like, they're not responsible to save me or anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But I just, that's what I would hope for and uh so they would just their way of coping was let's take them out to drink let's go to bars right and so I started doing that I was like man I do need to get out I do need to cope this way and that's the way I was thinking then and so uh let's fast track another six months I'm already drinking at this point heavy I'm, I'm smoking marijuana uh and I got to a point where before my dad died I used to be very jolly very energetic very happy like smile all the time like Crack jokes. Once my dad died, like that part of me died. But mm-hmm. as I fell into this drinking and into this smoking addiction, like it just that part of me just kept getting deeper and deeper, sunken and in, into the ground. Like I, it got to a point where I just didn't know myself anymore. I was just mm-hmm. like, like man, like oh, what am I doing? You know, is this what my dad would want for me? Like, is this how he would want me to cope? Like, what, what are you doing, so? And so. My uncle came to visit us uh, a few times over here in California just to see my grandma, and uh, they, saw, they would see me, and uh, I'm, I know that they knew that I was hurting, and uh, they prayed for me, and they would always message me and say, "Hey, I know you're hurting, I know you're going through this." Uh, just just pray and just you know, just try to motivate me and, and whatnot. And so I wouldn't really pay attention to it in the beginning. Like, I would just be like, man, like, they just don't understand. Like, they just don't know what I'm going through. That was my mindset. I was selfish. I was stubborn. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to take the advice because I was hurting. I was just mad at the world. I was mad at everybody. And so uh, a little bit more time passed by. A few more months go by. And um, I remember, oh, I'm sorry. I, I skipped a very important part that I think, like, plays a big role in where I'm at now. There was this one time where, uh, I was with, uh, one of my ex buddies. We were, uh, I remember we were in a hill somewhere in the uh, Whittier Hills, uh, here in California. And we were, we were at the time we were smoking a, a joint, right? A marijuana joint. And it was just me and him pulled up on the side of a hill and we were leaning on the car and then this van passed by us and it slowed down a little. And then it just looked at us and it just drove by and it just kept going we're just like what was that about right and then it does a u-turn and it comes back and it was an asian man and he he pulled up on the side and he looked at me he pointed me out specifically and he was like hey you know god loves you right and at the time yeah like at the time i was like oh like thank you like sarcastically my selfish pride my ego kicked in right my like who are you, bro, like, in my head, like, okay, yeah, sure, thanks, you know, and so he was like, don't ever forget that, he loves you, and then he just drove off,
0: uh,
4: yeah, yeah, so I didn't think much of it, and then me and my friend were just sitting there talking smack about the guy, because we were, I was lost then, you know, I, I I was, I didn't know that that was God calling me already at that time, and so, uh, I was just like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's saying, he's just out here preaching God, like, he just, blah, 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 you know, just being arrogant. And so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back to where I left off now. So um, my aunt and my, my uncle have been encouraging me to just go to Arizona and be part of this, uh, their ministry that they're in. And so uh, I'm like, you know what, I'm finally gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna give it a try. And um, I went this Saturday that they had this homeless uh, restoration event that they had and they told me to go. And uh, I was supposed to go and just uh, check it out, but I ended up going there and I saw Christian there just uh, giving his word and his testimony and everything that he was saying literally resonated with me. And the minute I just heard everything he was saying, it slowly just it started bringing me closer and closer and cur- closer to the to the tent and mm-hmm. I, it, everything that he was saying was just Flowing and just flowing in my ear and I was just like man like this guy. It's like I'm looking in the mirror right now Like everything he is saying it's everything that I have been going through It's every challenge that I'm currently facing and it's like I can't I can't keep ignoring Jesus I can't keep ignoring the signs that he has been throwing at me. I can't just Turn my back anymore. I can't just like ignore the signs and so I sat, I stood there and I knew that Christian was looking at me and I knew that him and, and, uh, his brother, his brother was also there. Kevin was looking at me and I can tell that they felt it. And I knew that they, they felt that I wanted it. And I've been wanting it for so long now, for a, not so long, a few months. Now my uncle knows that I've been wanting it for a few months. And I've asked him, I said, Lord, like, if this is what you want from me, show me signs, show me signs. And that day I felt like it was uh, as clear as a sign as it could have been with Kevin's testimony, I mean, with uh Christian's testimony. And and it was just beautiful, man. Like, I felt the Holy Spirit, and it just didn't leave me. And uh, Kevin and uh, Christian, thank you guys for what you did that day.
0: uh,
4: I'm sorry if I'm just going on and on and on with this story. Man, thank you guys. That's my story. There's so much more to it, but I'm just going to leave it there, guys, for now. What was that say, that last part? We couldn't hear you. I said that there's so much more to it, but I'm just going to leave it there for now because yeah. I know we
1: hate it. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing. Yes, we continue. <laughs> I appreciate it. And we'll, we'll definitely get a part two, but it was crazy, you know, like um, the Lord really has a call in your life, Ernesto. And I told you that when I was, when I was prophesying over you that you were going to reach uh, your people because he's bilingual. He can speak Spanish. And I told him that God's called him to be an evangelist. And that he'd go to South America and preach to the Guatemalans, the El Salvadorians, the Guadalajara, like all those people that God wants to reach. Um, so, God's, I'll, I'll help you through it, but the Holy Spirit is the, is the teacher and uh, he'll help you through it. So, um, that's thing a, real quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure. Just came back to mine. So, so
4: it's something that I've always done, like, that I've always done, like, just for myself uh, like, no, nobody knows, and no, like, nobody can vouch, but my girlfriend, I know you guys don't know my girlfriend, but if you guys ever do meet her, I promise she can vouch for it, um, ever, ever since I remember that I've had my first job, um, whenever I see less fortunate people, a family that's less fortunate asking for money on the spot, like, I've always gone out of my way to give them money, pizza, food, whatever it is that I can that, that, in that time, right, and I've done this for years and years, and, like, I've never done it for camera purposes or anything. I've only done it maybe twice for for a a video, but I've been doing this for years and years to come, right? And I've always told myself, like, man, I wish I can do more. Like, I wish I can, like, serve the less fortunate more in a way and, and, like, just do more for them, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, unfortunately, I'm not financially, like, able to do that because I'm just one person, right? And so for so long, like, I always would ask, like, man, I know one day I'll be able to do something. Like, maybe one day I'll hit the lottery and, like, (laughs) going, over, you know? And so when this happened on Saturday, too, like, it kind of clicked later on that day. Like, when you told me, Christian, that I would be an evangelist and I would be preaching in all these countries around the world, like, it clicked to me. I was like, wow, like. So I don't need to be financially stable to bless people. I'm going to go and bless them spiritually. And I was yeah. like, so Hey,
0: yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, it, okay. that's
4: it. And that's all I'll say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for
1: sharing. That's amazing. Because if it's God's plan or if it's God's will, he'll pay the bill. Right. So don't don't worry about finances. Don't worry about how God's going to provide. He'll do it, you know like, uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 19, my God shall so supply all my needs according to the riches and glory that are in Christ Jesus. That means all needs, all sufficiency. He's El Shaddai Adonai, right? So glory to God. I, yeah, you got me tearing up, bro. I was holding back. I was like, Oh Lord. I'm like, keep it together. <laughs> but yeah, so glory to God, man. I'm so glad you said yes to Jesus that day and you got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And, um, When you come back, we'll do a water baptism. So you just let me know when you're in town and we'll set it up. But does anyone else have anything to share? Okay. Well, let's come into prayer, guys. Father God, we thank you for the unity of this family. We thank you, Lord God, for every sister, every brother that's listening. Lord God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for how much you love us, that you've been calling us. And calling us for years and years. And I thank God that the people that said yes, Lord God, are listening online. And the people that need to say yes, they will do in the future. That we're not promised tomorrow, Lord God. But we thank you for your mercies new each and every morning. Father, empower us through your grace today. Shine your grace upon us right now, Lord God. Your countenance would be here. The presence of the Holy Spirit would rest upon this place. And that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him today. That the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling. That we may know the riches and glory that are in the inheritance of the saints and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. Let your word be accompanied by miracle signs and wonders, O God. I cancel every demonic attack, every uh, demonic of agenda that's against this ministry, against the people of God. I break it right now. And I declare freedom in Jesus' mighty name. So, Lord God, we give the glory, honor, and praise that this is your ministry, and I'm just managing it. So, Lord God, you lead the show. I'm here, and I yield my vessel to you, Lord God. They don't want to hear from me. They want to hear the oracles of God, that I'm just the mouthpiece that you're using today. So, Lord God, have every ear be open to hear. Have every heart be open to receive. And every spiritual eye to be awakened and see what God has in store for you the plans, the purposes, and the pursuits that you've had since the beginning of time. I cancel every devil that is distracting, every every devil of confusion, every demonic spirit that is trying to cause um, some sort of delay in your life. I cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory, honor, and power. And I declare healing upon people that are sick right now. I just sense that in spirit. Whoever's dealing with sickness, receive right now. Be healed and whole in Jesus' name. It says he himself has removed our infirmities and removed our sickness and disease on that cross. We thank you for the finished work, Lord Jesus. We give you glory, honor, and power, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, cool. I know it's a little bit of a long (laughs) testimony, but it's still going to be a good word because that's, that's the thing is that testimony is so huge. Right, it says in the Word of God, it says, "We have we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we didn't love our lives unto death." That's in the Book of Revelation, and this is what we're about, guys. We have to share testimony. You don't have to be um, in the fivefold ministry to share your testimony. You don't have to know the whole Word to share what God's done for you. So I encourage you. You don't have to be an evangelist to go and preach to people, or not even preach, share what God's done for you, because we're all called to do the work of an evangelist, right, we're all called to minister the gospel to people everywhere we go, so um, do not be afraid, God is with you, and God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, right, and it says his perfect love casts out all fear, so when you start getting fearful of like, oh, I'm intimidated to talk to this person, just remember the love of God, and say, God, I know that you love this person. Help me to love that person like you do. And guess what? That fear will leave you, and you'll have the courage and the strength to talk to them, okay? Mm-hmm. We are here to plant seed. We're here to water. God brings the increase. He brings the harvest. That's what he did Saturday. That's what he did to you on Monday, and he's going to continue to do so as long as you keep sowing, right? Then you'll, you'll reap, right? So today, um, the title for today's uh, sermon, slash podcast, slash Bible study, <laughs> it is, the, is the great day of God. Now, I wasn't planning on even speaking as in about this topic, but the Lord told me to. Um, ever since 2020 hit, right, ever since the pandemic, mm-hmm. there's been a transition, there's been a shift in the world, mm-hmm. but there's also been a shift in the spirit realm, mm-hmm. if you notice, I remember the Lord when I, and I first, you know, when I became born again, truly born again four years ago, mm-hmm. you know, it was literally to this day, uh, that me and Chelsea broke up. And that's when I had my encounter with the Lord four years ago, Today. not today, yeah. but it would be like the next, Saturday. yeah, oh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow right. would be that anniversary date where I had encounter with the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that This is so vital because if you notice, God is accelerating Mm -hmm. and he's doing things within um, our world quicker at a rapid rate because there is a a short amount of time. There's a time frame and Satan knows that his time is up and he is angry and he's mad and he's trying to bring everyone with him down to Mm hell. But we're here to be the light and the salt of the earth. We are the beacons of light for the kingdom of God. It's not about just going to church. It's about being Him every day. Yeah. It's not even, even about a tent revival. That's just one thing. What are you doing for the rest of the week? Yeah. How are you ministering? How are you discipling? Who, who are you praying for? Who are you sharing the love of God with, right? So the thing is, um, why I say this stuff urgently is because the churches of America, let's just say the Western church, they have forsake the way. following the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. they have Mm -hmm. but the thing is God is raising an army a remnant soldiers warriors for the kingdom in these last days Mm -hmm. to win the loss Mm -hmm. to heal the broken to set the captives free what did I say this earlier this year when I got done with my 21 day Daniel fast I said the Lord is setting the captives free Mm -hmm. now there's been two Jesus movies and theaters like that. You've never even seen that yeah. Jesus revolution. I'm yeah. talking about revival and then cast out demons in Jesus name. Yeah. And people are breaking out with deliverance in a movie theater. We have a witness. Yeah. We have an example. So the thing is, God's going to even do more stuff yeah. and he's going to continue to do it. But you have to be in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You got to take off the limitations of God yeah. and you need to just go with him wherever he takes you. That's why people miss out on a great move of God, because they're stubborn, because they don't want to change, because they want to do it their way. I don't even like how we do church, guys. I really don't. Like, where it has to be, like, I'm even telling the Lord, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to just do it in a pattern or a mundane way of how we do church, okay? I need to do it back to the original foundation of the book of Acts. That's where the power is that's the blueprint of how God wanted the church Mm -hmm. and look how far we've gone away. I heard a Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, he's a prophet and he was saying how we're called radical now when it should be normal Christianity. If we fast and pray, if we pray in tongues, if we pray for the sick, if we cast out demons, No, 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 no. Um, yeah, there's no, like Kevin said, there's no checklist for the church you know what I mean? The thing is, it's like, we need to follow Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of God. I think he knows how he wants it done. <laughs> He's the Spirit of wisdom. He's the Spirit of all truth. He's the Spirit of counsel. He's the Spirit of might. He's the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, right? And if you want real prophecy in your life, if you want real the prophetic in your life, It says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, it says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm -hmm. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So you want to give something prophetic to people? Tell them about the testimony of Jesus. Right? If you want real breakthrough and prophetic, you want to work in the prophetic, well, you need to realize that it's the testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the thing is... um, as the church, I don't know why the Holy Spirit's taking me. See, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but someone's pulling, someone wants to learn, someone wants to grow. But the thing is, we have to stop getting in a pattern of, or a method of what we think works. We need to break out of the mold. We need to break out of the foundation of what church is now and ask God, how do we do this? you're the maker of heaven and earth he made the church but we need to follow him it seems like the body and the head are going two separate ways when we're supposed to be connected going to the same path together so like for instance like last week i said lord i don't i I, like if we do worship then we do testimonies and we do sermon then we pray i said i don't want to do it that way i've just seen it the the model but have have it be your way and no joke, we did worship last Thursday, and someone starts manifesting, and the Lord's like, you need to cast that demon out now. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was, I'm like, can we finish uh, worship? He's like, uh have the have her go and get delivered, and you guys worship. But see how it's like that'd be crazy if you saw that at church. It'd most likely be like, oh, she's mental, whatever, and kick her out of the church. And they wouldn't handle the situation. Or, you know, how like Pastor Vlad said, it's like, Uh, A true shepherd defends the flock from wolves, Mm -hmm. but a hireling runs away when wolves come in. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? There's a difference. When you have a true calling on your life, there's a rising of boldness and leadership that comes with you. And I can see in each and every one of you, you guys have purpose. You have value. You have a gift. You have a call. You have something that God wants to do through you at this moment. You weren't born a hundred years ago. And you weren't born a hundred years from the future. You're born right now for this reason, for this purpose, for this time. Mm -hmm. And the time is coming where the great day of the Lord is coming, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go, what do you want me to do, Lord? Okay, I'm going to share this. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. You guys want to turn to your Bibles? or your app, or whatever you have. But I'm going to read this out of, um, I believe this is either the New King James Version or the New Living Translation, but it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put the shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Now what does that mean, Christian. God is choosing the things that the world would say they're not good enough. They're weak. They didn't come from a, a social and economic status where they, you know, they're living you know, high and mighty off, the, off, the, uh, off their horse. Or whatever you want to say that they have came from a privileged background. But what I want to tell you is that God is willing to use the foolish things of the world to show about how um, to put to shame the things that, um, that the wise think is stupid. Now, think about this. We, I'm not knocking people that go to a Bible college or go to seminary school. I think that's great, and I think that's amazing. But if we have to wait for someone to ordain us, when Jesus is like, I will ordain you right now to go and do it. I'd rather pick Jesus to ordain me than some man to say here's a certificate because guess what every man can get you through the line of ordaining you but when God ordains you power is given to you signs miracles and wonders are given to you the spirit of prophecy is given to you healing deliverance right preaching the gospel speaking in new tongues that's when Jesus ordains you it will be evident And they'll keep their mouth shut. Remember it says in Acts chapter 4, it said, they said that these men are untrained and uneducated. But they've been with Jesus. Mm. And it was evident when that person was a paralytic for 40 years. And they said, I don't have silver or gold, but I have the name of Jesus. Rise and get up. Mm. Instantly (laughs) healed and walking. 40 years, imagine not walking and sitting there. You know how stinky you'd probably be? There weren't no like shampoo and soap, like they were dirty. And then you gotta think a paralytic, that was like scum of the scum of the earth. But the thing is, what God is doing in this very moment, because he's the same yesterday and today and forever, he's choosing the people that that the world would least expect to be used. Right? Like Ernesto. Ian, Benjamin, Chelsea, Maléfique, right? No. Manifique, yeah. sorry, Manifisic, yeah. right? Olga, whoever is listening, God wants to use you right now. And he's going to use his might to increase you and ordain you and exalt you to a place where you can make a difference for the world. When God called me to reach the nations, I said, Lord, I, it's COVID, how can I? he'll make a way he uses technology now and there'll be a day where maybe i do something along that era but right now i'm not gonna wait and be like okay god i'm i'm ready for you to send me to the nations no no no. you need to do it now <laughs> you need you need to work towards it you need to get trained you need to you need to grow in it right that's how god can trust you mm-hmm. and then it says right here oh lord you got me in a different place but okay So God wants to use the foolish things of this world to put shame to the wise because the wise in their logical and their analytical sense and their reasoning saying, how can that person be used by God? They came from a poor background. They're uneducated. They're untrained. They didn't sit under this teaching. They're not under this covering. No, no, no. They're under the covering of the shadow of the almighty God right? That's what you need to be under. That should be your covering, the shadow, the wings of the Lord, because that's the only thing that's going to protect you. Remember you said when you called on Jesus, you felt safe, but once you got away from it, there was danger. And that's the thing. In this present time, God's not going to be playing with people. You're either for Him or you're against Him. You either gather or you scatter, right? And the thing is, um, the Lord looks into the hearts of men and women. So be pure, be holy, be righteous, because God wants to use you in a mighty way. It says right here in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, and it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge by his appearance or height, For I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord will get you to where you need to go if you keep your heart pure before Him, if you keep your heart at a a, a posture of staying hungry for Him, wanting Him and in obeying Him, that's the thing. God loves obedience more than sacrifice. Remember, He loves obedience more than sacrifice. But also, obedience comes with sacrifice because you're sacrificing your way of doing it and choosing to do it God's way. So if you ever wanna, if you feel like you're called to the ministry or you feel like you're called to a specific thing, well, you're not gonna get there if you don't obey God. You're not gonna get there if you don't consecrate yourself you're not going to get there if you don't serve other people. I don't know anyone that's in ministry that doesn't serve. If anything, it's more of it's a servanthood, right? And the thing is, you will deal with the pressures of people. You will deal with things that don't make sense. But like what you're saying is like, oh, I can cast my cares, right? Your burden. Well, this is the verse that it was. It says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. For in due time, he'll exalt you. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's the verse. And I believe it's, um, is it 1 Peter um, chapter 2, verse 5 and 7? Look that up for her, please. And so anyways, what I want to share with you is that don't let your background, don't let your ethnicity, don't let your social economic status, don't let your um, education, don't let other people say what you really are in Christ. Because you need to hear from your father and what he thinks about you and what he says about you. Because guess what? Four years ago, I was going to kill myself and I was drunk and I was going to end it. But God came and he saved me and he changed me. And now I get to preach the gospel to the nations. I get to do tent revivals. I get to lead souls to the kingdom of God. I get to baptize people with water. And I get to baptize people with Holy Ghost and fire. I get to cast out demons. I get to help raise dead babies back to life. I've seen it. I've done it. I know. And the thing is, people will look at me and they're like, oh, he's just 30 years old. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's never been trained. He's never been this, 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 and that. But look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. If you want to judge somebody, judge them based off the fruit. It says every good tree will bear good fruit and every bad tree will bear bad fruit. And it says a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So what that means is if you're not connected to the vine, the Lord Jesus, John chapter 15, if you're not connected to Him, He says you can do nothing of yourself. So for you to do the ministry, for you to do what God's called you to do, you have to stay connected rooted in the lord jesus john chapter 15 look it up please read it i don't have time to read all of it right now but john chapter 15 that right there will tell you if you are a withering fruitless branch he will cut you off and throw you into the fire remember remember the lord says you're neither hot nor cold but lukewarm I'll vomit you out of my mouth. So the thing is, you're either on fire for the Lord, you're ice cold, or you're lukewarm. But guess what? You get to choose what you are. You can be a flame, or you can be cold water, or you can be lukewarm. The thing is, how I stay on fire for God is I get before him every morning, and I lay before him, and I thank him, and I give him glory. And I commune with him. And the thing is, when I do that, he comes in because I honor him. I give him reverence. That's the fear of the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. And the thing is, you know, I, I was talking to a believer and he said, well, what's the point of being a Christian? Like it's, it seems like it's all suffering and trials and tribulations and all this things. But I said, there's a beautiful thing about being a Christian. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are granted healing, prosperity, deliverance from devils. You are given power by the Most High God. And the thing is, whatever trial or tribulation you're going through, that's just a season. That's not eternity. Remember it says in Romans chapter 8, it says, the present sufferings of this time will be nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. Remember that the sufferings of this time will pass away like seasons, but the glory that will be revealed in you will be far worth it. You'll be like, Oh my, thank you, God, I lasted. Thank you, God, that I followed you. I thank God that you never let me down. I thank you, Father, that you never let me. That the enemy never killed me. I thank you, Lord. I followed you to the ends of the earth until everyone rejected me. My family, my friends, my loved ones, my wife, my husband. But guess what? I followed you and I received the crown of life. I received eternal glory with you. It says Christ in me is the hope of glory. So the thing is, this is what I want to talk to you guys. I still work a 40-hour job. I still do this ministry. But you know what? At the end of the day, I need him. He's the only one that satisfies me. He's the only one that can help me. Like even Ernesto said, he said, that month of everyone's flowers and all this stuff, and it it disappeared. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have to depend on him. You want true power from Jesus? Stay close to him. You want true love for people, stay close to him. If you want mercy in your life, stay close to him. If you want peace in your life, stay close to him. If you want grace in your life to overcome, stay with him. So let's go to Malachi chapter 4. Are you guys getting something out of this? Okay, all right, glory to God, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't break off on a tangent and just talk about ridiculous things, but I believe someone was here that was pulling, so glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
4: Obedient, we need to ignore those, right. those, those sinful thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Charge it, please. So the thing is yes, you're right. We can tend to feed the flesh more than we feed the spirit. And that's where you know, it says in the Word of God, it says now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus but that walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. So for me, like, okay, for instance, I could have walked by my flesh because I said, Lord, that's not part of the agenda. That's not part of uh, the format that we're talking about today. But guess what? If I would have stepped out of there, there would have been no power. There would have been no um, anointing on what I said. It would have just been words. But because I followed the Holy Spirit, because someone was pulling and wanting an answer, there's power there. There was an anointing there. Does that make sense? There was wisdom there because I just followed the Holy Spirit. So Malachi chapter 4, okay? And it says, the great day of God. I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. There's coming a day where Jesus is coming back for his church. And whoever is not following him, whoever doesn't believe in him, whoever hasn't repented and turned to God, there will be no remnant of them, there will be no root. There will be no, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Holy Spirit? Yeah, there will be no existence of them. But see, those who trust in the Lord, those who depend on God, those that believe in Jesus and repented and turned to Him alone, this is what you get to receive. Verse 5, But to who? But to you who fear my name, reverence all honoring. That's what it means. The son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings and show, and excuse me, and you shall go out and grow fat like a stall fed calves. You shall trample the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant in which I command him in Horeb for all of Israel with the statues and judgments. Think about this, God will demolish the wicked. Remember, God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap according to what he's sown. The thing is, if you're seeking vengeance, if you're seeking retaliation, you're seeking um, your own vengeance on someone that's done you wrong, It says, Vengeance belongs to the Lord. It is my job to repay them back. But for them, we need to pray mercy. We need to pray that they uh, receive healing, that they receive a heart of repentance and mercy. But why I'm sharing this with you is because Jesus is identified like that morning rising sun. And that he brings healing upon his wings. And this is what the healing means. This is is amazing. I want you to hear this. This is is so good. Healing in the Greek is marpe. It's M-A-R-P-E. Okay, that's the Greek word for healing. But this is what it entails. Restoration of health. Remedy. Cure. Medicine. Tranquility. Deliverance. Healing is related to deliverance. Refreshing. Occurring 13 times, Marpi comes from the verb Rafa. Right? We hear him Jehovah Rafa, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Adonai. Okay, that's what it means. The verb Rafa is to heal, to cure, to repair of that person. As Marpi illustrates, compare the application of Rafa in Psalms 41 verse 4, 147 and verse 3, referring to the healing of a soul that has sinned and the healing of a broken heart. So he's come to heal your soul. He's come to heal your broken heart. I don't know who needs to hear that, but he's the healer. He's the one that's going to bring healing to you in every aspect of your life of healing, not just physical, not just mental, not just spiritual all of it encompassed he will heal that Mm -hmm. that's what he brings (laughs) sorry guys and um, that was loud right and then the present reference the Messiah is compared to the rising Sun which has visible radiant beams of sunlight streaming outward in all directions From each of these beams of glorious light, healing flows. So why Jesus is compared to the sun? You know how we see the sun and how we see rays of beams shining, right? He was saying that this beam represents his glorious light and that healing flows through it. You see that? So like the sun of righteousness, but the sun of righteousness, Jesus, is compared to as the sun. As the beams of light go out from the sun... The beams of his glory will come out and shine and it'll be healing to his people. Isn't that amazing? Like a wing, right? Like the wings, like beams, wings, right? So verse five, behold, I send you, the, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of fathers to children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, when he's talking about Elijah, right, because this is already, this scripture is after the fact that Elijah got taken up by the Lord, right, in a a whirlwind of fire. If you haven't read that, go and read it in 1 Kings 1 and 2. And it talks about Elijah, how he went against the prophets of Baal, uh, against the prophets of Asherah, right, and It was literally 450 prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Asherah, and one prophet of God. Now you gotta think, that doesn't even make sense. Like, that's 900 prophets and one person? But God answered by fire that day. And all of them, all those prophets were actually killed. They were killed because they were false prophets. And, the, and the, what's crazy is the nation of Israel repented and said, you're the one true living God. And this last day, God's going to answer by fire. God's going to answer by his miracles, signs, and wonders because the earth doesn't believe him. The young generation doesn't believe him. They're like, I need to see it to believe it. You need to show me God's real. I need to feel something. Well, guess what? In these last days, you will. <laughs> and you will see that God is powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient right he is omnibenevolence and what uh, this is what it means about elijah right then it follows the promise of the coming of elijah the prophet either referred to as my messenger this prophetic utterance chosen in the old testament with the hope of unity and healing and it says right here malachi like obadiah and other predecessors Looks with a telescopic vision towards Christ's first advent and salvation for all who believe in him, but also views Christ's second advent with the final judgment of the wicked and the ultimate salvation of those who fear his name. So it's talking about how John the Baptist, right? He cleared the way for the Lord, he was the messenger in the wilderness, right? He said, Make every valley high, make every mountain low. Make every path smooth. Make every crooked path straight for the coming of the Lord, and that's when Jesus, right, got baptized by John the Baptist, right. and they said that he was filled with the um, he was filled with the spirit of Elijah, right, John the Baptist, mm-hmm. and that is in I wrote it down, I believe it's in I believe it's in Luke. It's I think it's in Luke. I I had it written down. I think it was like Luke eleven that it says that. But anyways, the second coming of the Lord, there's not going to be mercy on the wicked. Remember, he comes as a lion and then the lamb, right? Or Excuse me, he comes as a lamb, then the lion, right? So he came for the sacrifice upon all flesh, but now he's going to push judgment on those and devour the wicked, right? So the thing is, we in this time need to share about the coming of the second Christ. Uh, Excuse me, we need to talk about the second coming of Christ Mm -hmm. because we don't realize how much time is running out. We don't don't know how much time we have until He comes. It says even Jesus and the angels in heaven don't even know, but the Father does. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, what I want to share with you guys is that don't be afraid to share your faith. What's the worst that can happen? They say, I don't agree with you. I don't believe what you said. But guess what? You planted seed. You stepped out in faith. You shared to them that, hey, there's coming a time and a place where you're going to get judged for what you did. You're either going to be judged righteous or judged wicked. And that's what it is. There's no in between. There's no purgatory. There's no other way that you can be saved but through the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? When, when, you're, um, when you were going through that stuff, did Allah come to save you? Did Buddha, did Mary, did Joseph Smith, no one did, right? But Jesus, but Jesus came. And that's why I want to share with you guys is that God is so serious because we don't want to see our family members go to hell. We don't want to see our friends go to hell. We don't want to see our co-workers go to hell. So we need to share about who Jesus is and make him real. What does that mean, Christian? Make him real that you need to be walking pure, righteously, consecrated before the Lord. So when you pray for people, and when you share the word with people, then when you say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch them, heal them, touch them, it's going to happen. It's going to come. Because I noticed, have you noticed there's only, there's, there's only two sets of Christians, right? Let's just say ones that work in power and ones that don't. And the ones that don't ever pray for people, they won't go to the hospitals and pray for sick people. They won't share their faith. They won't. They're like, oh, demons is scary to be cast out, you know, or they, just, or they, are just, they have this fear of man. But we need to have the fear of the Lord. That's what we need in this last day. So the thing is, if you're struggling now, get right with God. Seek him. He's here. It says, search him while he can be found. Call while he is near. Right? So the thing is right now is that we need to realize that time is short and the enemy knows it and they're doing everything they can to mess things up. So let's really be bold in our faith this week. Let's really try to reach. I'm not even saying reach someone for Christ. But share your testimony. Share with anybody. I mean, I share it all the time with anybody I can. And sometimes I feel like, oh, it's not the right time. But I'll pray about it and I'll say, God, when is the right time? When can I share that? What can I do? Because I noticed for me, like God has really helped me to be an excellent worker at my job. So that people are always asking me for help. And they're always asking me, how do you do this? And what do you do that? That gives me an opportunity. I didn't tell you, but last week I shared my faith with an atheist, and I didn't even know he was atheist. Yeah, and I started sharing to him. I said, you can't tell me God isn't real because he came in my life. I've seen Jesus. I know who he is. You mean know I mean? I've, I've witnessed and seen that he's good. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you taste him, you can't deny what he's done for you. And what he's done for you, 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 you. And I shared it with him, right? And I shared my testimony. And I started sharing that I cast out demons. And I started sharing to him that I pray for the sick. And his hands start shaking uncontrollably. Because guess what? The presence of the Lord was in my cube. (laughs) Was in my cube. And that's what I always pray. I said, Lord, have your presence be in this cube. So when they come in, they, they, they sense you. And guess what? He started to tremble. Because demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow, including Satan and his demons, at the name of Jesus Christ. And I started talking to that atheist man that I didn't know. He says, well, yeah, I've already had someone trying to convert me. Uh, They've been doing it for the past 15 years. I said, I'm not here to convert you. I said, I'm not even here to persuade you. I said, you need an encounter with God. That's it. I I don't... I ain't going to save you. I can preach to you. I can pray for you. And I can do all these things, but he needs to get in account of God. And he looked at me like, well, you're not going to try to persuade me to, your, to what you believe? I said, no, nah, bro. I said, I'm just, I'm just sharing what God did for me. And, it was, and he could see that it was real. And then also he was trembling. I could see if he was saved or not. You know what I mean? And the thing is, he wasn't. But you know it was cool. I was able to give him a a pamphlet about um it was a net caps. It was uh it was an Atomic Faith or it was one of those um little short little quantum. Yeah, it was like Quantum Faith or something like that and I gave it to him. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that I had that little pamphlet, so I gave it to him. And I never even read it. And i said, "Oh, here you go. Maybe you will be interested in that." And he's like, um well, honestly, I wouldn't have re- I don't, I, I wouldn't read this. Because you're a good guy, I'm going to read it. So isn't that cool? That You can just show by your character that, like, oh, this guy's not a weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or he's, like, doing bizarre stuff, but he's, like, a normal guy. And he obviously loves Jesus and shared it with me. And now he said he was going to read it. And who knows what God's going to do with that? You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm just going to tell you is that don't be intimidated by people. Don't because you have the greater one living in you. You have the Holy Spirit that created the waters, that created the mountains, right? It says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Remember the book of, of Genesis and the, and the creation. And the thing is, pray for people that you're trying to reach. I don't know why I'm sharing this stuff. This, is, uh, this Holy Spirit's given to me. Pray for people that you're trying to reach. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean, Christian? Someone that lives right with God, lives righteously with God, and prays fervently, praying for that specific someone. Maybe it's a co-worker. Maybe it's one of your friends. Maybe it's a family member. That's how I've actually, they don't know it, but I'll share it. That's how I want my family to Christ. I spend time in that secret place, crying out for them, seeking God for them. God, open their heart that I could talk to them, that I could change them. The Lord God changed me, make me usable. That's the thing, right? And I'm seeing it come to pass, guys. That's what I'm saying. God is faithful. He's good. So if there's someone that you're really wanting to reach for Christ, bring them before the Lord in your secret place. Seek him. He will give you the wisdom. He'll give you the right timing. He'll give you the right tools. He'll give you the right revelation to really help those people. I just don't want you guys to ever deny him. Follow him wherever he takes you. And a lot of people are not going to agree with you. And people are going to be offended by you. And they're going to think that you're a hypocrite or they think you're radical or they think you're out of your mind. Well, guess what? You are out of their mind, right? You're out of excuse me. You're out of <laughs> you they think that you're out of your mind, but you're really out of theirs. You mean? And you have the mind of Christ. You have been given the anointing one from the Holy One and you know all things. Right? You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Into. So every day, pursue the Lord. Pursue Him right now because He's really wanting to use you in a mighty way. And that's all I got to share with you guys. So God bless you guys. Yes. Yes. Does anyone have any... Um, Anything, any uh, questions or anything, any comments or anything? Um, I wanted to start thinking about on campus. Okay. Um, I was thinking maybe ask people. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Sorry. No,
3: you're good. Yeah, I was um thinking about going on campus and start spreading the word. Yes. Yeah. But I don't really know how to approach people. Okay. I know uh, when I shared my a photo of. Me and, I'm sorry, Maggie, Maggie? I yeah. shared a photo of me and Maggie, and yeah. uh, a guy got frustrated. He's like, you and your religious Christian, mm-hmm. you know, beliefs, leave us alone. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not trying to force it on you. And then he's like, oh, I, I respect you. Mm-hmm. So just hearing that response and seeing how, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you've carried it when you talk to your, the people at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just want to learn, like, how can I approach people okay. in a way where it doesn't scare them off.
1: Okay, I would definitely mm-hmm. get that. Hold the mic there. No, you're good. Yeah. So the thing is, um, my first ministry Mm -hmm. was at ASU. Wow. I went to school. I graduated from ASU in December 2019. And there's another brother in Christ that's listening that he wants to do the same thing and Mm -hmm. reach ASU students. So maybe we can, you guys can connect. But the thing is, I just shared people my testimony. Okay. And they were so captivated by my testimony, mm-hmm. and they saw that I was a real dude. Because I didn't reach students, per se. I reached yeah. the faculty. I wow. reached the workers at ASU. And I reached some students, too. But that wasn't really my focus. God was want me to focus on the Amazon driver, the FedEx, ground, mm-hmm. the UPS, the people that would drop off the packets. Because I, w- I did shipping and receiving for the campus, for the polytechnic campus. That's where yeah. I went. But I also uh, worked in Tempe. But the thing is, how I reached people was that I helped them, mm-hmm. and I and I, I met a need that they that they needed. So like those, wow. for instance, like okay. the people were delivering packages. I say "Let me grab that for you. Let me get a cart and this and that." Mm-hmm. And then I'll just start saying, like, "Hey, how's your day going? Oh, it's kind of crappy and this and this sucks." And I'm like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry to hear about that, man. But you know what? God has a plan for you." Or you know what I'm saying? Or hey, Ooh, God that, loves you. that sounds good. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or just say, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I, I just feel like God just wants me to tell you that He loves you so much. Mm-hmm. And you usually, be like, oh, whatever. I mean, you'll either get like, wow, thank you, I need to hear that, or hey, screw you, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't get that many. But I. Yeah. But so the thing is, when I do, I said, hey man, if they came at you wrong, be like, hey man, well, what I said was true. He does love you. And I know you're going through a bad time. Maybe you got hurt by church, but I apologize whoever hurt you mm-hmm. because Jesus will never do that. See, wow. say that they will be like,
3: "Yeah, that's beautiful."
1: Whoa, okay, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you say that <laughs> you say it a couple times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their heart starts to soften, mm-hmm. and then they start coming to you like, "Hey, man, I'm just going through a lot, you know." And then sometimes God will give you the opportunity. To, well, okay, like, hey, man, um, I would love to pray for you, man. I really feel like God is gonna like. Give you peace right now. We're gonna take all that away from you. Okay, whatever. Or sometimes I, I do this to them. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't believe it, whatever, then what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if that's what you believe in. And then boom, when I make that connection, it's over. The whole spirit's gonna and they're gonna be like, dude, that was I mean, I've had people who I've prayed for, mm-hmm. like, say, like, they messed up. Like, some perfect example, too. Okay, you see someone that's, like, has a cast mm-hmm. or limping or has um, crutches in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You can always be like, hey, what happened to you? And they will always share, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and I, I believe Jesus still heals today. This is by your stripes. You know, where he healed. he did that 2,000 years ago. I would love to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. You pray for them, they get healed. Mm -hmm. That is a testimony of what you believe in. And then you can even go further about, you know, who Jesus is. You don't have to lead them into a salvation prayer. Mm -hmm. You can lead them to a place where they surrender and repent and give their life to the Lord. So um, Mm -hmm. I've actually prayed for one dude. Me and him were working out. And I I said, hey, dude, can I just pray for your arm? He kept complaining the whole time. Mm -hmm. His arm hurts this and that I said hey man well um I would love to pray for you guys pray for you so I literally like I touch his arm I say in Jesus name arm be healed every ligament every muscle be healed in Jesus name mm-hmm. so, amen spirit of affliction affirming believing Jesus name amen and he goes what the F I was like what just What the F? He just kept cussing. Mm -hmm. And that didn't offend me. Mm -hmm. But guess what? He had an account on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus (laughs) killed him. Right? And Jesus, this is the beautiful thing about Jesus. Jesus says, Blessed are those who are not offended by me. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who are not offended by me. And the thing is, it is so easy how you can share your faith. It doesn't have to be such um, a proper way of doing it. it. I mean, I've had people where, like, I'm trying to give you another example for people that are out there listening, but, like, yeah?
4: Uh, are you, can I share a way that I, I heard uh, from uh, Pastor uh, Sean Moore from uh, FCC?
1: Yeah, go for it.
4: So, it was this past Sunday, because um, I, I, I asked God, too, like, in my head, I was like, man, God, how do I bring you into my life more? Like, how do I... How do I uh, bring you into my workplace how do I bring you about like in, in my family you know like how do I start speaking about you more without making people feel uncomfortable because it's just right. something not something that they're not used to right and so uh that's something I had asked myself prior to the service beginning and while Sean Moore was giving his service um he answered my question as he was giving that service right so he said that for people who are struggling to uh, to bring God into your daily life, you can simply start by just changing the way you are as a person and uh, in your workplace, just be kinder to people, just be nice to your neighbors, right? Just show respect. And once they start questioning your change and like, hey, what's wrong with your nestle? Like, why is it that you're so different now? You can just uh, tell them like, well, this is what God did for me. Like He changed my life, and you know, just gradually bring God into the conversation and say, God can do this for you as well if you like just give your life to Him. That way, it doesn't have to be such a hard topic. And then I was like, whoa, like that's something I had no idea or even like, thought about, right? So that's one way that I was just like, well, I'm, I'm gonna start doing that at work. That way, I can just start bringing God into my workplace, at home in a more easier comfortable way right
2: no that's perfect that's what i did too when i had my transformation i became kinder and then i was moved by his compassion like oh can i get you some tea can i get you some coffee oh can i help you before i was nice but i didn't help anyone Mm -hmm. (laughs) but after my transformation i was like hey can i help you can i help you can i help you and that's that's jesus right because he came to serve right so okay. that's an opportunity and now i do like i get to pray for all kinds of people in my work all the time because it's natural to mm-hmm. me now but because i've done it so many times you you get confidence, confidence. Mm-hmm. and you just it's like who you are now like i just pray all the time for people like at home depot everywhere just, just everywhere but yeah you, you will that's perfect being walking in love and, and serving people being kind yes that opens the door opportunities all the time, all promotion. Like I just, this lady got promoted yesterday and I just sent her all this stuff, you know, an email just congrats. Instead of just saying, hey, congrats. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I said, God opened this door. He's gonna use you. Uh, He's gonna give you God ideas. He's gonna give you supernatural grace and strength. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I love this, right? Because you can just say congrats, Mm -hmm. but if Holy Spirit uses you, you know you can edify
1: and encourage that person and right there you know that's big time that's huge yeah and also too don't how you can take the pressure off of you trying to minister to someone just think to yourself did jesus die for that person yes or no yes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. right and if they and if he did then you can share that good news with them you know i've had simple encounters Um, just this past, yeah, this past week, me and my mom and Roger went to this Indian place to eat and the Lord told me, he said, give that man $20 and he was a worker there. And I'm like, Lord, he didn't, he wasn't our waiter. Mm -hmm. Like he, he like, he just poured a glass of water in my cup. He's like, give it to him. And then he said, say, Jesus loves him. So I was like, Okay. But I know there's a language barrier too. Like you know, he doesn't like speak really good English. Mm-hmm. So I go up to him. And I said, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, I want to give this to you." And I said, "God bless you." And he got all happy and he smiled. But then when I said, "Jesus loves you," his face turned like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. I saw it
0: too.
1: It was demonic, one hundred percent. It was but guess what? He got offended when I said, "Jesus." Mm-hmm. Not God bless you." He, kept, he grabbed that 20 real quick, mm-hmm. but when I said, "Jesus loves you," he went. have told me that 20 was from Jesus were manifesting. Next time I will, <laughs> I love going to that spot. I love going to that spot, they got such good food. It's an ASU, it's like right on a rural university. Yeah, it's the, the Dolly Palace, but anyways, I, uh, some people will receive it and some people won't, but all you're supposed to do is share the good news with people, okay? So um, does anyone else have any other questions, anything they would like to ask, comments? Anybody online? Oh,
0: when you said about sharing your faith kinda of reminds me about what happened with my um, this one guy that I used to go to the same Mormon church with. Uh-huh. Yeah, I ran into him while I was working at five, and he said and at first I thought he went to my church that I currently go to, but then he was like, Oh, I haven't seen you at the ward in a while. I was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, I've just been busy and then you know, later on I got to thinking, I was like, you know, I should really just tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it built up the courage and it was amazing. You know, normally it takes me a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you leave for Mormonism and go to Christianity, it takes you forever to pick up proper theology. This one ex mm-hmm. Mormon church that I was talking to, me, he said, It takes, it took me two years to unlearn everything they taught me.
4: Yeah. <laughs> wow, two years?
1: <laughs>
0: Two years because he was born into it and you were raised into it, and you're like,
5: Wow,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then when I was texting him these scriptures and all these Bible verses, like it just flowed. What?
4: Come on, girl, that's you know, the Holy Ghost. I
0: tried to touch my friends in church because we have a group chat. I was like, Hey, I need help with this. But other than that, there were moments where it flowed, and then eventually uh, he was, he just kind of like got frustrated, and I was like. You know, I don't want to argue with you. Just pray about this. And you know, that's always the Mormon response you will oh get. <laughs> just pray about it. Just pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll share you their testimony. And so that's how I started the conversation off. I thought, let me speak to him in a language that a sense, I was like, oh, let me tell you my testimony about Jesus. And then after that, I kind of just started sharing Bible verses
1: and nice. things like that. And Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. No, thank you for sharing, Cynthia. <laughs> Cause uh that see there's multiple ways to sharing your faith. It's just you saying something. You going out there and, and being bold. That's all. I have one. Yes.
5: When I used to work at ASU, my boss, my ex-boss, many years her many knee her Um repeat it again. When I used to work at ASU, um, my ex-boss, Regina, she, um, for some, I can't remember, I can't recall, because it was such a long time ago, that how the conversation started, but she said, Olga, she said, there's people that I know that are Christians, because they're always, I'm gonna say it, she said, um, arrogant
1: oh. <laughs> That's not a good way to and then I said then I, I said to
5: her but you are quiet and you never t- t- tell me you know I know you mentioned God once in a while she said because I like the way you you walk with God she goes because wow. you walk with the truth you're not arrogant wow. that was that was Regina Matos
1: It is waiting for us to mess up. The, the, we, yeah. the unbeliever is waiting for you to give them an excuse not to follow your Jesus. Right? But the thing is, if we just walk righteously, we walk in love, we walk in mercy, we walk in grace, we walk in power, we don't we don't have we don't have to win the loss. They're gonna jump in our boats. They're gonna be like, I wanna go with you. Right? Well, what happened to that guy that was demonized? And um, in, he was in the graves of uh, what was it when he when Jesus passed through the Sea of Galilee mm-hmm. into that island? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not Patmos. <laughs> it's well, no, yeah, it's it Gersemit or Gersemini or something like that. Anyways, mm-hmm. the guy was demon possessed. Mm-hmm. He had a legion in him, five thousand demons in him. Okay, mm-hmm. five thousand he would cut himself. He would know he was chained up, but he would break the chains. He was so strong and people left him alone because he would run people off. But when Jesus came, Jesus, says, what's your name? I Eileen mean, legion. We are many go in Jesus name. And when he did that, that man wanted to follow Jesus. He didn't have to be like, oh, well, I'm the son of God. Do you want to follow me? Like, no, <laughs> this dude got freed from 5,000 demons in a split second. And the guy's like, I want to come with you, master. And what did, what did Jesus say? He said, go and tell what God did for you today and set him on his way. And he probably won the whole village because everyone knew that he was freaking demonized crazy, right? Cutting himself in these graves, right? So the thing is... Um, and that's a whole different sermon about casting you know demons out and stuff like that but the thing is when we can bring the love of god see jesus had compassion for that guy no one people already rid him off they're like this dude's crazy we're gonna stay away from him. no one you gotta think no one's gonna minister to that guy because that dude was growling biting people and breaking chains they were scared of him but jesus came and jesus showed who he was and they followed him and jesus wasn't scared so okay well, if that's it. I'm going to I'm going to pray you guys out. Father, thank you for this wonderful time. We thank you that your spirit, the Holy Spirit, was leading us. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you for, for your word, your word that's everlasting, your word that's sharper than any two edged sword. Lord God, help us to be bold this week. Help us to be a better witness this week. Help us to reach the lost for this week, Lord God, and that we will have many more testimonies and we'll share about many things that God has done for us and for people that we are touching because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that everyone that's listening right here in this room, online, on Zoom, or in the future, Lord God, that they would have this compassion, love, power, and grace to go and be a true Christian, not just me-centered, but Christ-centered. And, Lord God, I thank you for... um, I just feel like people need to get healed right now, Um, someone was dealing with almost tendonitis in their elbow, it's been giving them problems, so right now if you just, whatever elbow that is, I almost feel like it's your left one, just put your hand over it, I come right now in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you spirit of infirmity, spirit of tendonitis. Spirit of affliction, leave off their elbow now, in Jesus' name. Every ligament, every muscle, every tendon be healed and whole. Full restoration, full healing, and full strength back into your elbow. That's for you. Receive it right now in faith. It's yours. In Jesus' name. I see someone, uh, I hear scoliosis. Lord God, I curse that scoliosis right now in Jesus' name. I command every vertebrae to be lined up, every ligament, every tendon, every bit of uh, neuropathy that they were dealing with. Um, With that, be healed and whole in the mighty name of Jesus. By His stripes, you are made whole. Full restoration, Lord, full healing in Jesus' name. I'm almost hearing uh, someone's dealing with their clavicle bone. Whatever that is, whatever they, if you broke your clavicle, I command every bone to be amended and whole and restored in Jesus' name. Every bit of premature arthritis be gone in Jesus' name. That you give them full mobility, Lord God, to use their shoulder, their arm, 100% restoration in Jesus' name. I'm almost hearing this and I don't know if it's correct but I keep hearing something with like pelvic, like pelvic cancer. I command that spirit of cancer to get up off you right now. I bind that spirit of cancer right now. I I disconnect it from you right now in Jesus name. Cancer go back and tell your master that you failed to take their life. I command full wholeness throughout their body and through their pelvis wherever that cancer is at whatever it's that bone eating cancer i curse you in the name of jesus bones i command you be whole restored and strong all calcium magnesium zinc will be back and restored into their body and whatever other vitamin that they're lacking in deficiency be restored back to them 100fold in jesus name I keep hearing someone dealing with arthritis. I curse you arthritis right now in the name of Jesus. Leave them now. You can see in their hands, it's really bad. It really hurts when you like grab something or you're doing like dishes or chores. I command every joint, every ligament, every bone, every ligament to be made whole right now. It says he himself has taken our infirmity and removed our sickness and disease. He is the Lord that will heal you. He brings healing upon his wings to you right now. Satan, get your hands off her right now. In Jesus' name. I keep even hearing, like, uh, breast cancer. You've been dealing with breast cancer. Well, this is your time to get healed from it. So, Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy upon that person that's dealing with breast cancer. I curse that, term, that tumor, that growth that's on their breast right now. I detach it from them. I sever it right now through the blood of Jesus Christ. I see it almost shriveling up. I see it cut from the root right now in Jesus' name. They shall live and not die and declare the good works of the Lord. And when you do your man- mammogram or whatever, it will show that it's completely gone in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'm almost, it's crazy, it's weird, the Lord's really working. So there's like someone dealing with throat cancer. I command your esophagus to be made whole. I separate that cancer from you right now in Jesus' name. I cut it off with the sword of the Spirit right now. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down that stronghold. I'm pulling that stronghold of cancer that's upon your throat. I remove it right now, that touch, that growth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Cancer, tell your master that you failed to take their life away. I thank you, Lord, for full restoration of their throat. And yeah, you're saying, well, it was self-inflicted. I smoked or I I chewed or whatever the case is. Jesus is merciful. And if you've given your life to Jesus, that means it's covered under the blood of Jesus, that he's broken every curse. And the Holy Spirit, one of his names is uh, Enforcer. Of the covenant, enforcer of uh, to keep the covenant alive and to break every curse that the enemy is trying to put on you. So receive it and its yours in Jesus name. We thank you, Father. We give you glory, hallelujah. And we come in agreement right now. Bless each and every person that's here. We give the glory honor, and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Does anyone? Yeah. Does every? Does uh, anyone need prayer uh, online? Before we close out. Anybody?
4: Uh, I've been having really, really bad back pain, bro. Like, really bad neck pain and back pain. I don't know if you can pray for me on that.
1: Absolutely. I'll do it right now. Do you believe Jesus can heal you? sir. Sure. All right. Close your eyes. Raise your hands up. Father, I come right now. I thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace upon Ernesto. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're omnipresent. That you can be anywhere at once. That you're no respecter of persons. What you've done for one, you'll do for another. That Ernesto gave his life to Jesus on Saturday. And that means he's under a new covenant. That means he's under the blood of Jesus. So right now, I cancel your assignment, enemy, upon his life. You spirit of infirmity, leave him now in the mighty name of Jesus. You spirit of affliction, leave him now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command every vertebrae to be healed and whole. I command every muscle to be made whole and restored. I command you neck from the from the, the bottom of your head all the way down to your tailbone, be restored and aligned. Loosen right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of your pelvis. Be restored because what it is is throwing one of your legs is off. Lord God, I ask you to grow out that leg that's short, that Mm -hmm. right leg. Grow now in Jesus' name. Hips be loosened. Back be aligned. I command every bit of tension in his neck to be gone and loosened, that he would have full mobility, that he can move his head from the right to the left, up and down with no pain whatsoever. I thank you, Lord God, that I plead the blood of Jesus upon him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, restore him and make him whole, and that pain will never come back in the mighty name of Jesus. Freedom! In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Check it. Check it. Anything different?
4: I'm not lying, like a, like, a, like
1: a tension relief on my lower back. Come on, glory to God. How about your neck? Come on, thank him for it. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> Think about that. That's over Zoom. In California, I'm in Arizona, and Jesus did that. That's what you got to, you have to step out in faith. Isn't that amazing? It is even, it's like, it's probably, it's like all the way gone, is it? It's like maybe a two, like if 10 was the worst, mm-hmm. and one being nothing, where is it at right now?
4: You said 10 being, feeling the, the worst?
1: Yeah, and then one or zero being nothing. Where is it at right now? Honestly.
4: It's
1: four. Okay, I want to pray one more time, watch. All right, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid 100% of all sickness, disease, and pain, and infirmity. It says he himself removed our infirmities, removed our sickness and disease. So right now I come upon the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command you back to be healed. I command every vertebrae in your neck to be restored. Every bit of pain from a sports injury that you had, I command it to be healed, restored by the blood of Jesus right now. Every bit of his lack of his back be aligned, loosen, every degenerate disc be made whole. Every ligament, every muscle Be loosened. Every bit of pressure, leave him now. In the mighty name of Jesus. 100% restoration, healing, right now. All pain, leave now. And never come back. In Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost be upon you right now. And burn every bit of infirmity off him now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Check it. Check it now. <laughs> You're smiling. <laughs> You're not frowning.
4: That is great, man.
1: That's good, huh? Where's it at now? Feel it, check it, bro. Check it. Yeah, touch your toes. Crack your back.
4: Not
1: lying. i do to sound crazy bro like i feel
4: good i know that's jesus bro
1: <laughs> i know you're not lying hold on what did you say say it what do you feel right now
4: relief i promise you oh my God. <laughs> my, dad's my dad's grave christian
1: i know bro god's good he's faithful and guess what that's holy spirit that's Jesus' word. That's Jesus' finished work on the cross that healed you. I didn't even touch you. He did. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Glory to God. That's what he
2: does. That's what he does. That's what he does when we pray. That's yeah. what he does.
1: He accompanies the word. Well, God bless you, brother. Ian, do you need anything? Nothing
4: specifically. There's, there's power and agreement. Yes. Absolutely. I was thinking specifically... Well, from my family, but specifically my buddy named Christian over in Massachusetts. Oh, back in Philly. My sister. Uh, two of them, they're just on the edge. They're just waiting for just, like, one more encounter and just to, like, just be tipped in there. My sister's just, like, walking the line back and forth, but for them to just.
1: Okay. Let's pray for them. Yeah. What's her name?
4: Uh, Christian.
1: Kyle, and Audrey. Okay, Benjamin, can you do that? Can you pray for them? What are their names again, Ian? Kristen, Kyle, and Audrey. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just we thank You for uh, everything You're doing in, in their lives. And um, oh, God, we just ask You to show up in a mighty way tomorrow for, for all of them, Lord. Just, uh just show Yourself true. Show yourself holy and and in love to them, God, and um, speak to them in a mighty way, Lord. Open their hearts and come in and fill them with your wholeness and peace, God. Amen. All right, guys, if that's it, well, that's all I have for you. So, God bless you guys. I'll be in contact with you. And, uh, Have a good one. All right, bye, Bye. guys. Later. Yep, you too. That was amazing. You see, Ernesto got healed over Zoom (laughs) in California. That's what it's all about, guys. Jesus is king.
4: All right. Love you guys. God bless.